the truth. I'm Jim Price with Jim Price Show Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It is December 21st. It's, I don't know, whatever day of the week we're going to call it this week. I I am so screwed up from last weekend because of being the event starting on Saturday. I know I told that to you guys yesterday. It's Thursday, 2023. All right, guys. Well, as we continue to go down this uh, through our Christmas holidays, by the way, tonight is your winter solstice, so everybody begin your new sun celebration tomorrow. Uh, if you know about that, you know about that, but uh, we don't always want to talk about those things because we know that Jesus was born in the late summer. I mean, December 25th. I don't know. The problem is, guys, we've got to start getting real honest with ourselves, including the fact that the three wise men did not show up to the manger at the nativity scene. So, eh. I don't know. All of those little details, I'm going to keep reminding you guys that because I want you guys to ask those questions and be able to you know, go out there and articulate these things in, in a better way because our timelines, our dates, our religion, they've been messing with it so much. You know, like I po- po- talked with you guys just yesterday, uh, the Mandela effect is just another operation of MK Ultra. They're going in there and plucking away your history, plucking away your memories to see when you'll react. It's like feeding you... Uh, putting bug meal in your Oreos to see how long you'll notice or how long it'll take for you to notice that there's bug meal in your Oreos. Uh, Guys, this is what they've been doing to us all along. It's always these little experiments, what they can get away with. It's kind of like a little child who keeps putting boogers on the wall. We got to get them to stop it, and we have to do it with force. This is unbelievable that we have to do this over and over again. And the word force is actually a variable term because you can do it with thought, you can do it with speech, you can do it with legal, you can do it with letters, you can do it with campaigns, you can do it with elections, all kinds of different things. These are all meaning force. You're going to move in the opposite direction of something else. These are the kind of things that we have to think about consistently. I am really ashamed that we do not understand that it is our part or our job to play a active role in our constitutional republic. But anyway, I digress. Uh, we do have a special guest with us today. He is uh, going to speak about uh, the Colorado goings-on. And uh, I am going to let you uh, introduce yourself, sir. And uh, I'm going to get myself tuned in there a little bit. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead, John. Yeah. Go ahead, John. Sorry about that. Yeah. Hi. Well, I'm glad to be here on the on the video. I'm impressed by all your press passes from past events. Uh, I couldn't. Uh, yeah. You know that. You, who, who could argue with you with all that? Um, I'm I'm a uh, retired attorney now, but I was working until just recently in a lot of January. Well, actually, I'm doing some background work for a lot of attorneys as well on January 6th, and mm-hmm. as we'll get into. But I represented uh, Kelly Meggs, who's a uh, Oath Keepers, right. and Zachary Real, who was a Proud Boys member, and um, did a lot of the work that went on forever and ever. Um, it's hard to believe that we're. What is today? Well, I guess we're coming up, and it seems like we have several weeks more before Christmas. I've suddenly told me, it's like, no, it's Monday. No, it's, um, yeah, so, in a minute. <laughs> and we're coming up on, well, shortly thereafter, you know how we have the Greek, you talk about calendars and things. We have the Greek Orthodox Christmas. Right. And then we have the leftist Christmas on January 6th, where they'll have an orgy right. of, um, of, of excitement about um, how horrible it is and, and, and terrible. But anyway, so... I've worked a great deal on that, <clears throat> and 
I've been a lawyer in Virginia for about 22 years and mostly political. I started out with Judicial Watch with Larry Clayman and then worked with him uh, later. I was in politics before I went to law school, so I'm a little bit unusual uh, and probably very unusual for most lawyers who just have a certain mindset. So um, we've been uh, trying to fight this fight and um, very concerned that we keep warning people and they don't necessarily listen, including some of Trump's advisors, um, that this is going very, very bad. Um, and I'll just say real quick that we're seeing a tremendous change in the way the law is being handled. It's like Alice in Wonderland. So everybody, everything that should normally happen, it's not happening that way. And our concern is that if, if the prosecutors and the Department of Justice and uh, the people who currently run it get away with all this, then we're not going to be able to put the toothpaste back in the tube. Right. You know, our, our traditional legal rights, are, are they're not going to go back to the, to the normal way, no matter what happens with January 6th or those issues. But um, I came on specifically, you talked about um, the whole country's talking about um, Donald Trump being taken off the ballot in the state of Colorado. Right. And I followed that very, very closely for a number of reasons. Um, the uh, every day of the of the trial was available online. And um, so I watched all that. Um, I have a friend, uh, Trennis Evans, who ended up being referenced in the trial. Yeah. And the information about him was false. So we worked on a uh, on a lawsuit uh, for defamation rushed that in there uh, in a way that really undermined the entire case against Donald Trump. Um, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll step back and give, give more explanation, of course, of what is going on. Um, it, it is disturbing that so much of what's going on and what we used to trust as the courts is very sloppy, right. uh, very imaginative. Um, creative prosecutions and things like that, that that we didn't normally have. So just to set it up, even though people have probably heard a fair amount about it, but just to, to get it clearly on the table, um, of course, after the Civil War, we passed the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, including abolishing slavery. The 14th Amendment radically changed things so much, people said we almost have a different constitution after the 14th Amendment. And one of those details has to do with whether somebody is disqualified from running for office if they were um, involved in an insurrection against um, the United States or giving aid and comfort to our enemies. Mm -hmm. And uh, Don, Don Bengino, of course, on the radio spent, I think, three hours today and yesterday, really, saying we need to take Joe Biden off the ballot if, you know, we, we're going to play play fire with fire here because he's given aid and comfort to the Chinese and right. and all these other people. But anyway, so the question, of course, goes back to what you were just saying a moment ago, the meaning of these words. Um, and, you know, what is an insurrection? And, and part of the problem is when you really get right down to it, nobody knows. Or right. put it another way, everyone has their own idea and the ideas aren't compatible. So the end result is nobody knows because... Well, too many ideas. I've got Black Law's Dictionary, 1951, on my desk here that I reference quite often in the show, and there is no definition for insurrection in the Black Law's Dictionary. No kidding. So how am I supposed to define legally what Black Law's with Black Law's Dictionary, which is the reference for the Supreme Court? So the Supreme Court of the, and the, uh, the federal, at the federal government uses the Black Law's Dictionary. How do I find how do I find 
insurrection that doesn't exist in the Black Laws Dictionary for insurrection. You know what I'm saying? So. Well, that's very interesting. But, I mean, normally what would happen under several doctrines, including something called lenity, L-E-N-I-T-Y, mm-hmm. um, which is you're cautious, which is lenity is a very precise doctrine in criminal for being being cautious. If you're not absolutely clear that something is illegal, you let it pass or let it pass until next time. And if, and if, the, if, if it's not even in Black's Law Dictionary, which is a little bit surprising because yeah. especially back when you go 100 years ago or back to the Civil War, I think Black's Law Dictionary had a much higher um, awareness and, and um, uh, influence right. among our lawmakers. And, and I, I, I'm really surprised they would use a word they don't define it. Sometimes they can go ahead and define it in the statute, but they didn't. Uh, this is an amendment. And, yeah. and, and then to, to, to say something that doesn't have a definition, it's pretty reckless as legislating. Yeah. Um, a lot of these problems begin with the fact that our legislators, the Congress and state legislators, just don't write very well. Right. And so they leave these things massively open. But anyway, so a lot of what happened in the Colorado trial was debating about what is an insurrection. And um, the, the um, I have a horrible nut, name of it. What's that? I keep having trouble with this guy's name. Pesh, Pesh, Shell, Cash I don't know what Patel? The, I just say Cash what? Patel is the best way to do it. Right. It's a, he has a, he has, I have a mental block on his name. Yeah. He, he gave testimony, um, which is magnificent, about how Donald Trump, um, several days before January 6th, authorized the use of the National Guard. Right. And and he went into great detail. He went into detail how it wasn't just one time. It came up again and again and again. I didn't realize that he was at that time, I think, um, deputy chief of staff for the right. Department of the Army or something like that. So he wasn't just like some um, uh, some side, side guy. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't somebody on the side there. Yeah. So, go right. Ahead. So, um, uh, so so anyway, he, he went into great detail about this. It was a fake. It was it was a magnificent um, presentation, mm-hmm. and he basically he basically proved that there could not possibly be an insurrection. If you're gonna if you're gonna have an insurrection, are you gonna call for twenty thousand troops on the other side? That's yeah. obviously you know it's it's it, I mean that any any rational person would have at that point just said you know drop it. Um, but the judge, I mean so so. Despite that, the judge found them to be, uh, to be, um, you know, to have engaged in an insurrection. Now you'll hear that, like Liz Cheney and the, in the, remember, uh, the Democrats had this uh, select committee for making stuff up about the attack, the January sixth attack on the Capitol, right, right, and, right. and Liz Cheney would repeatedly say that 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 Donald Trump did not call for the National Guard on that day. Right. And that's true because he called for about four days earlier. <laughs> oh, but hey, remember, I'll give you this one. Hillary Clinton said that Russia interfered with the 2016 election. And I say they did because they stopped her from cheating. So I, <laughs> I do believe that once in a while, just once in a while, they accidentally tell the truth, right? They accident will right. tell you. So anyway, go ahead. So I'm looking up the word insurrection again in Black Lives Dictionary here just to make sure I wasn't speaking out of turn. But uh, we're go- keep going, keep going. Well, I'll be. Int- I'm, I'm interested in the in what you see there. Yeah. So, so anyway, so there was this. There was this trial. It was ridiculously short for something this monumental. Right. And remember, right. many other states have already said no. Kick this out. 
Oh, wait. Um, so, but, but the biggest problem is psychological is that this is going to give a, a uh, push to other states to follow suit. So this is not only bad, but it's going to uh, spawn a lot of bad around the country. Um, and um, so they had the, the, this, this thing. Um, Cash Patel was a hero. I mean, he was magnificent. Wait, oh, wait, 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 hold on a second. Let me do something here real quick. I think, okay, so I found the word insurrection here. I was misquoted on that. Um, I said that wrong. But let me give you what this says. And maybe that the fact is we need to all own up that we did do an insurrection. But correct me if I'm wrong on this legal definition. A rebellion or rising of citizens or subjects to, uh, in resistance to their government. Okay, so then it goes on to say, in italic here, it says, in insurrection shall, be, uh, shall consist in any combined resistance to the lawful order, uh, lawful authority of the state with intent to the denial thereof when the same is manifest or intended to be manifest by acts of violence. So what I'm asking, though, and then just if you're the legal guy here, um, I, and I, for some reason, I don't know why I was able to find it today, but I know I looked it up about a year ago or two years ago when they kept talking about this word insurrection. Um, isn't the idea that according to our, our, uh, the Constitution that we have the right to redress grievances with our government, and it says here a rebellion or a rise of the citizens are subject to resist and resistance of their government, isn't that us practicing what it says to redress the grievance with our government? Well, yeah, I, I mean... That that is an unusually um, opaque definition. And Even though I'm used to reeling with edition. <clears throat> I know, but that I mean, Black's Law Dictionary used to be the standard. But even for Black's Law Dictionary, that's hard to figure out what that's saying. But well, that's what I was asking. <clears throat> but yeah, the, the idea is. I mean, first, on the one hand, it can't mean that every riot, you know, is is an insurrection. Right. My father used to be a doctor in the emergency room in Fort Myers. And they would joke about the the the, the um, knife and gun club that would that you know the, the wounded would come into the emergency room, right. and they said they know when they run out of bullets because then the knife wounds would come. <laughs> every time you have every time you have you know a riot, you know it, technically it's illegal. You're opposing the police. We're trying to stop it. That so if we're not careful, every everything is an insurrection. Yeah. And, and you're right. If you <clears throat> if you are then if I wrote a, if I wrote a firmly let, uh, worded letter that says I I am rebelling against you or I'm resistant to you, then I am an insur Isn't that then an act of insurrection? If, if several people did it, yes. Well, no. This and, is saying a, a, the people, right? So because no, because notice that it says with the use of force, but. If it's just maybe implied that there could, you know, that yeah. force may follow. Yeah. The intent, and that's the way it's actually. Hmm? The intent to deny. Uh, yeah, I get it. Uh, I mean, but, but that's the way these things are actually applied in the courts and the laws and the prosecutors. It's like, you know, for there was there was the use of force, meaning that you kind of implied that you might use the use of force. Right. And I kid you not. And that's ridiculous. Um, so and that's one of the problems is, is that a lot of these people have been charged with 18 U.S.C. 1512, obstruction of an official proceeding, and it's actually decide, it's actually defined as obstruction, influencing, or impeding with right. an official right. proceeding. Now, that means everybody, every lobbyist is trying to influence an official proceeding. 
<laughs> no, I can, you know, so I, that can't, I mean, why, why did Congress put in influenced? And, and it, it technically says corruptly influencing. And someone pointed out how, you know, if, if somebody, if you think you're lobbying for something, that's well, wouldn't evil, the filibuster be a, uh, um, an influence? Yeah, would it be a, a motion to recuse, motion to deny, motion to, I mean, all those motions, isn't that uh, stopping of the proceeding? Right. I mean, right. I mean we're so, getting real tick, ticky tack about it. But, I mean, anything you but, do, but, right? but but you but now I remember what you said a moment ago. I wanted to respond to is that yeah. the intent becomes incredibly important. Are you trying to petition your government for the redress of grievances, or are you just trying to prevent it from 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 doing something? Right. You know, and and everybody there's like oh, so if it's trying to uh, uh, do an official act, then that's a problem. But we can. Well, wait, which way is it then? Is it when they're doing an official act or when we think they're going to do something wrong? When are we allowed to step in? Is it because they're saying, well, we're in, the, we're in parade formation even though we're killing you, uh, that's an official act, but can we stop them because we know their official act is going to kill us? Does that make sense? I don't, I don't well, need to confuse the statement. These, the problem is, is, that, is that everybody, is the government, the prosecution is, is going forward with, with really fuzzy ideas. They're not, they're not pinning any of this down. When people are trying to say to the judge, this is First Amendment. Now, First Amendment, we always say free speech, but you're right. It's also petitioning the, the government for redress of grievances right. and, and other things. And um, uh, so the, the problem is, is that... Um, they just get outraged and, and refuse to pin down what they're saying. Right. Um, so it's fuzzy. It's whatever whatever uh, they can kind of kind of get under there. But the thing is, <clears throat> almost everybody on January six, um, undeniably went there to speak to let their voice. And and and, and Trump said that. Yeah. He said that yeah. the, let your voices be heard. Hey, have you been able to? I don't know. Are you get a no knock warrant on your house there. It sounds like you got somebody beating on your door. But um, I'm, I'm they're they're, fi- they're no, they're, yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no. They're, they're, um, um, not yet. I'm waiting for that. But no, they're fixing the neighbor's uh, roof. Oh, okay. Was, um, I I'm sorry. That was funny. I was like, I'm, I didn't know my microphone was that good. No, no. It, yeah, um, it's you're fine. It's a faint one in the back. I caught it. Um, uh, I was gonna ask. So maybe you, tomorrow morning. I don't know. But <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, has anybody done the timelines on any of this? Because this is something I've tried to get. Every, I pointed. Out, I wrote an article for January sixth in the Gateway Pundit and the Gulag and others. But has anybody? I've I've matched the timelines, and Trump is still speaking when Ashley Babbitt was uh, putting the blood pack on her neck. So has anybody ever done the timelines on this? Where it does like, hey, guys, a, there are a lot of timelines, but mostly the people aren't very honest who are doing them. Right. Um, and, and there's so much going on. I mean. The, the U.S. Capitol Police um, estimated that there were 10,000 people demonstrating around Capitol Hill, right. of, whom, of, of whom only a hundred, only a few hundred, um, you know, might be considered these bad actors that they're talking about. Right. Plus, which they say that somebody assaulted police. The statute says assault, impede, interfered with, um, anything like that. And they're, and they're taking like if somebody went along and just brushed a police officer or their, their shield. Right. They're calling that assault. Wow. So, but but the number who have been charged with assault is extremely small, and even that is is questionable, is dubious. Right. Um, so anyway, the the question is so so, but of course all of this is all of this is connected because they're saying that Trump engaged Trump was involved in uh, or engaged in an insurrection. Right. So 
what happened was that they took the select committee reports from, you know, that was mostly Democrats. Right. Instead of trying to prove in the Colorado trial court what Trump did, they just took the select committee, the January 6th committee reports and plopped them into the court record. Right. And his, his lawyers objected, but kind of meekly. And so that's where, where I got really involved in pointing out how some of that stuff was wrong. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they should have questioned the whole thing. Right. Um, but anyway, so, so what they did is, um, what's currently happening, of course, is that um, the Colorado Supreme Court has said that Trump cannot appear and they, did, they didn't just say that it's up to the Secretary of State. They went to the Senate saying the Secretary of State may not put Trump on the ballot for either the, uh, the primary or the general election. Now, I understand, I haven't heard it direct, but um, a lot of people are, are hearing that <clears throat> the Colorado Republican Party is going to um, change from a primary to a caucus or something Right. So to 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 get them out of that, because and this is a political thing that a lot of people like in Virginia have been fighting a lot for a long time um, that um, a primary. I mean, a lot of people, especially the conservatives I know in Virginia, have been against primaries because a primary is a combination of the party and the government. Mm-hmm. The government is involved in setting up election blues and things like that as opposed to say a firehouse primary primary where they go to a, to just a meeting right. or, or a convention or things like that, <clears throat> where the government has nothing to do with it. And the parties do have the authority to do that. Like, like for example, if the, if the deadline had passed and I think like Senator Hines went down in an, air, in an airplane crash and that's how we got, um, what's his name? Uh, the, um, oh shoot, not great with things. The, the, um, the, the, the Senator there, the Rhino, and you know, if someone dies or decides to withdraw after the deadline, the party retains the power to do all kinds of different things to fill the nomination, right. even if it was supposed to be by election, by primary. So apparently that's gonna happen, but the general, and, and, and people are suggesting that maybe all the states should, should get out of primaries and do, uh, and do just a pure party issue that the government has no say over. Right. But the general election is gonna be a problem. So, so this, so um, Trump has to appeal this. We hope that now th- there are a few lawyers that that impress me. Most of them, I think, are really dreadful. Most of Trump's lawyers, um, you know, because mo- most lawyers don't do this kind of thing, right? And and they're just trying to be friends with the judge and have the judge give them a snoop, Scooby snack and rub their belly and, and just they want to they want to just be friends with everybody instead of fighting for it for Trump. But anyway, so he's got to go up there now. I mentioned what time, okay, we got some time going. There is a magic solution. There is a, um, a silver bullet, surprisingly. And um, it's pretty obscure, but it is powerful. And I hope that Trump's lawyers get a hold of it. We're trying to work on it. We're trying to work on um, getting through to some of his lawyers. Trentus Evans has some contacts. But yeah. the Federalist Society had this raging debate. The 14th Amendment pretty much all year has been a raging academic legal debate about what it means and what's going on. And there are an amazing number of issues involved in this. And um, one of 
one of this, this wonderful debate by Professor Michael McConnell of Stanford Law, Law School, former attorney, deputy attorney general, all kinds of just amazing credentials. And he was debating an equally outspoken person saying that the 14th Amendment can bar Trump from, from the um, uh, ballot on November 10th. It was on C-SPAN. It is still up on C-SPAN. Uh, the Federalist Society debate, and he, um, um, pretty academic, but he um, he actually was McConnell's student, so they were really enjoying debating each other there. But the question is whether the 14th Amendment is, the way they put it, self-executing. Right. And this is really academic, you go, what the heck are they talking about? But, 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 but simply what it means is, does Congress have to pass a statute in order for this to work? And, and McConnell is arguing that, yes, the 14th Amendment, Section 3, which has to do with disqualification, doesn't matter until Congress passes a statute saying this is how you do it. Right. And Professor McConnell says, oh, by the way, they did. In 1870, the, the Congress, pretty much most of the same people who enacted the 14th Amendment, um, passed a statute saying here's how you do it if you question whether somebody should be on the ballot. And the way you do it is it has, they have, there has to be the district attorney, what we now call U.S. attorney, federal, has to impound these formal procedures. All the loosey-goosey things that are happening now all the, is not allowed. It has to go through a very formal process. It's basically quasi-criminal under the rules. They can't just bring in the select committee report and dump it in there. They can't do all these things. So basically they're not following the statute that Congress passed. None of these efforts are valid. Right. All of the, all of the efforts about, about Trump being on the ballot are, are violate the statute that Congress passed. Now there's some that, that he's trying to chase down. They think that the, the statute was repealed or um, expired in 1948, right. but it doesn't really matter because it proved that you can't do this Without a, without a statute from Congress telling you how how to implement the Fourteenth Amendment, so so basically none of these things are valid. It should all be tossed out. Right. Um, and and um, you know, but the thing is, that McConnell is brilliant. He's he's Federalist Society. He's Republican, but he's not an activist. You know, he doesn't have the sense of the jug. You know, going for the jugular. Right. So he's he's talking about these things, but he's not going to pick up the phone and do anything with it. And so we're trying to get we're trying to get that out there, and we, we do believe that all of this stuff can be shut down. Now, it's energizing both sides. I would say Trump supporters are outraged. They're you know, the, any idea that they're going to stay home and not vote, I think, is out the window. But it's also adding fuel to the anti-Trump side. It's like here's how we can keep them off the ballot and get and keep them from, you know, from from, from being president. So it's sort of. This whole topic is just driving both sides, you know, to the stratosphere, um, and, and it's, a, it's a very it's a very big deal. But um, because they're already talking, of course, about about taking him off the ballot in California, and uh, I forget what the other state was, but but a bunch of uh, New York, and now um, and the worst part of it is that the see here's here's what, here's the crazy thing that happened with Colorado, and. This the judge that they had out there. She donated to an anti-Trump pack, 
And she says she doesn't remember doing that. Now, I don't know which is worse. Having a judge who doesn't remember donating to a pack, you know, that on the other side of the case she's sitting on, or somebody who is so biased that she did. She didn't strike me as being very smart. Somebody must have put her up to this outcome, which is brilliant for their side, devious, evil, but brilliant, is that she, um, she decided for Trump on a ridiculous grounds and then found as a fact that he had a, there was an insurrection and he had engaged in an insurrection wow. so that it was almost certain that the ridiculous ground she found in Trump's favor was going to be thrown out on appeal, leaving in place her findings of fact that he had engaged in an insurrection when, when I, I said, you know, clearly he had not. And so that then becomes the fuel that that is going to is going to be an attack on Trump all all around the country. And um, so, you know, I, I think there was some ex parte communications because I don't think she was bright enough to think that up on her own. Um, so it, it, it's very it's very strange. So that's where. Oh, and the thing is, when they argued that he had engaged in an insurrection, right. a lot of their examples was him not doing anything. So, so Trump engaged in an insurrection by inactivity. You know, and they have this idea that wait. You know, so that should, would mean that uh, that three hundred and sixty million people are guilty because one person killed another, right? Because we and they did didn't nothing do to anything. stop the killer. Is yeah, that, they didn't do anything to stop it. So we're doing the Samaritan law like that. That's what we're doing. We're doing that kind of. Is that, is that the Samaritan law? That's you the Samaritan law. Yeah, I got that was uh, something I got faced with when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. If you, oh, if the you, good Samaritan law. I see. Yeah. It's, it's well, no, it's not called the good Samaritan law. It's called the Samaritan law, meaning you're in proximity of and you're you have knowledge of. Right. So it's uh, no, it's a law. <laughs> Texas actually abolished it, uh, said it was unconstitutional. But there are other states that still carry on with that. And they use it as a way of the RICO Act now. See, they changed the Samaritan law into the RICO Act. That's where all that came into play. So RICO now becomes, you know, if you were on, okay, let's say we, we have this show here, right? And then 10 years from now, you commit a crime, and they're just dragging me in. It's, it, that's, how, that's how bad it really is, but only because we had associated in a phone call or an interview at one time. Well, that I mean, that's the way that that's where it's going, and people. I mean, people think, well, I wasn't on Capitol. I wasn't uh, there on January. But that goes by identity politics, then, right? You're grouping in skin, background, religion, uh, demographic, right? So that's a you, you can't clump in. That's a, that's um, Brown versus Board of Education. You can't you can't you can't segregate because it offends people that are, are segregated and not segregated. So you can't even do that. Why the fact that they're doing the RICO Act in the way they are? That's a brown. That's Brown versus Board of Education right there. Anyway. Well, that's that's where it's hard for people to understand. And I understand people are busy, yeah. And especially yeah. people, you know, traditional Americans, they're busy taking care of their kids and doing all these things. But <clears throat> you know, they tend to think, well, I I wasn't on Capitol Hill on January sixth. It doesn't apply to me. But the problem is they're fundamentally transforming and warping the law and the legal system to go after their, you know, their political enemies. And the more they get away with it, the more they're going to, you know, you give them an inch to take a mile. And, and there's, their hunger is not going to stop. I mean, I mean, when, when nobody remembers January 6th anymore, when everybody involved in this, you know, is, is gone, they're still going to be doing this because they got away with it. 
Yeah. But it's going to be over parking tickets or, well, what happens if they actually get a hold of our voting records, right? Can they go back and say, well, because you voted for this man, obviously you supported it. Is that what yeah. we're doing now? Is that the brown shirt effect we're going to go it's, into? I mean, uh, there are, I can see some prosecutors or judges, judges actually saying that. Yeah. I mean, there's this, there's this, because we kept pointing up the fact that there's no evidence of this or no evidence of that, and the judges don't care. The prosecutors have no shame. Right. And it finally, it finally became clear to me, and it, and it was should have been clear from the beginning. They have this collectivist mentality. They they really they really have gone full, you know, if, if you like your Tropic Thunder uh, comedy. <laughs> yeah. They've, they've gone they've gone full communist. No, no, no. Yeah. They've no. Well, let's do this. It's called full retard because their minds are not working at the gra- average speed. They're retarded. They're mo- They're dulled back. They're not thinking of the cause and effect of their actions and the destruction it creates. This is a this is a dumbed down effect. It is that they mental retardation is a medical term, guys. So this is bad, and I'm saying it, not you. So I'm letting you off the hook. It is bad that they have allowed this to happen. I mean, th- these people are out of control, and we're not putting leaders in leadership positions. It's whoever's turn it is next. If you guys don't believe that, look at the Bush election. Look at the Obama election. Look at what Hillary, it was the whose turn is it next. So anyway, sorry, I get on a diet. Well, but, but the thing is, <clears throat> so for example, we, um, many of the defendants that I represented or helped with arrived at the, on Capitol Hill after Congress had already recessed. So we demand in, in, in discovery exculpatory information about all the records about why did the U.S. Capitol Police recess Congress? Because that would tell you when, why, you know, if they looked out the window and they could, oh my God, it's Kelly Meggs, we're in trouble now, we have to run. Right. And you know that it's not going to say that. So there's going to be no evidence that my client um, caused Congress to be be obstructed. And especially when I say that my, my, my client didn't, wasn't there when they were already recessed. No, that doesn't matter to them. And, and what they come back is, is that it, it, two things is, is it's one, one judge who's, um, well, Colleen, 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 uh, Cattell, uh, uh, what's it? I, now I'm, now I'm having trouble with the, um, uh, Cash Patel. No, um, uh, Colleen, the, the, the judge. Yeah. The judge, Colleen Collier, Baker. Collier, Collier, Collier and she, Oh, sorry. She came up with this raindrops theory. Oh. And, and it's the kind of thing like that everybody is going to think that's insane. Yeah. I mean, the, the, this is the kind of thing that, like, the, you know, the, the men with white coats would go, and, and, white, and, and butterfly nets would come, um, you know, come collect her. But, but, but she's, they, they, everybody, she's saying in writing, I, think, I, I believe that they believe it, but she's actually putting it in writing. And, and no other judge has disavowed it. Uh, though we've gotten to try is that is that every person who was on Capitol Hill is like a raindrop on the baseball field. Right. So they all collectively are responsible for the game being called for rain. Even when they even when people weren't there until after after the fact. They showed up, you know, an hour later. Yeah. And and, and then they talk about how they 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 were not I mean the, one judge actually said we are not judging this woman, Kristen Niamela, for the actions of others, where she individually chose to join a mob, right. which is the definition 
of holding her accountable for what other people did. Let me give you a break. Uh, there was a news article came out. Um, the Supreme Court justices are already playing their victim card. Uh, these going to be they're continuing to be the victim card. Here's how it ha- here's how it went down in 24 hours since the Colorado Supreme Court kicked former. This is an NBC article kicked former President Trump off the state's GOP ballot. Um, how do you get kicked off? I thought it was voted. Anyway, uh, social media outlets have been flooded with threats against the justices' lives. So, Oh, no. We're going to do that. Oh we're going to do Now they're going to need Secret Service. They're going to need, you know, they're going to get government cars. They're going to have to put up a, you know, a, a razor wire and fences around their properties and helicopter pads. So this is what we do. Now we become the elitist because we're so... Terrified from our life from you, you peasants, you peons. So anyway, I thought you'd find that interesting. No, I didn't know that this is the Colorado Supreme Court. Yep. Um, I mean, I mean, they, they have to have a, I mean, they have to accept some criticism. I mean, just because, I mean, I, my attitude what? is I, I haven't even keeping track of all the threat, you know, the negative yeah. things. Cause I'm like, you know, I don't care. So, so my attitude is if you don't have a few death threats, you're not doing very much in your life. You know, you're not, uh, um, I mean, with social media, it's so easy to say nasty things that how could anybody take that seriously? I mean, if you talk to these people who all say they have death threats, so come on, did you really think that this unnamed user is going to do something? Well, no. Um, but you're, you're right. They're playing the victim card. Yeah. That's, that's just that's pathetic. Um, but we, we have to push back on these things. So. Um, and of course, it doesn't work for like Cap- Brett Kavanaugh or anybody's other people. Um, they're fair game. Wow. No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know about that. But so. Um, yeah. um, so anyway, but they, think uh, about that. That's that's okay. Remember when Nancy? Okay, here's another thing for you. 2018. Remember that bomber that was sending pipe bombs to Nancy Pelosi and George Soros? And he was from Florida. Had the Dodge van with all the stickers on. The FBI agents trying to hold the car oh, down. Yes. And, yes. And they're going down the freeway in Florida, and he's trying to hold. What FBI agent's gonna be on the back of a flatbed car hauler holding a tarp down, trying to not let you see the Trump stickers? By the way. I had the marshals look into it. That gentleman has never been booked into jail. There has never been a case filed. That individual doesn't exist. So who was it and what was it other than a big sympathy play? Because that's when they took over the House, which allowed for them to be able to do the impeachment of the second half of Donald Trump's um, presidency. Well, the the thing, I mean, the, the, the existence of undercover people on January 6th and obviously at other times, you know, I, I don't easily jump into those kinds of things. I have a I have an attorney who's, I consider him like a buddy cop, Brad Geyer, we get along great, we do, do a lot of things together. And he was one of the earliest people pushing for um, the uh, suspicious actors or undercover people. And I'm like, well, you know, you got to tread carefully here. But it is so confirmed. Yeah. It, it is, every time you turn, it got to the point where there's this one woman attorney in, in, in D.C. who's a, who's a liberal, right. uh, Carmen Hernandez. If anything ever happens to me, I hope I get Carmen Hernandez as an attorney. She got up and told in the Proud Boys trial, I mean, she's an institution in the D.C. court. She's been around so, so long, and she's not a conservative. She got up and announced to the judge, I am not a confidential human source. Because right. everybody, every time we, I mean, and everybody laughed, and I, and I thought all of the attorneys should have done that. Is it turned out everybody was a was an undercover 
you know, federal agent or federal asset. I mean, it kept every time they would call a witness in the Proud Boy case, once it got came to the defense, they would come out and they would say, um, you know, they, they, they okay, they talk about the schedule. Say, okay, tomorrow we're going to start with calling this witness. Then um, they didn't do it in court, which is wrong. They waited until court adjourned. Then they would come up to the attorneys and say, you know, we need to talk. And they'd go into the attorney lounge and say, you know, this person is an undercover, is actually a confidential human source. Right. Which threw the entire tr- next day of trial into chaos yeah. and hurt the thing. And this happened so often that that's why she made the joke, say, you know, we should all, you know, who, who here isn't a confidential human source? Are we all, right. you know? Um, and the other thing, too, is you have to be careful when they say, this person does not work for the FBI. Who said it's the FBI? Ah, yeah, that's to say. Uh, well, it could be, you know, CIA, NSA. Or, uh, by the way, Homeland Border, uh, border, border Security and all that, those guys are now becoming special agents. Have you seen that? Homeland no, Security is now like the FBI, except with the resting authority, supposedly, or different resting authority. Um, yeah, Homeland Security has the, uh, has a, they're in every city and state. Why is Homeland Security in uh, Wichita, Kansas? That's a very good question. Why are they in no Utah? Border. Why are they in Idaho? Why are they in? Why do I see right. them in Oregon? Places where there's no border for them to watch. I mean, I thought that was their job as Border Patrol and Homeland Security have offices in Wichita, Kansas. Why? Why are those two agencies here? Well, maybe because they're not on the border, so the people got past them. But but trying to the catch thing, him up here. Oh, we're gonna catch him in Kansas. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the, the, the last chance. We're gonna we'll keep move the flame. But the thing is, is that um, when um, you know Darren Beatty, who um, has Revolver News, and he's you know I don't always agree with him on everything, but he's 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 very hard hitting, very good deeply. When he wrote his second um, long article on who is Ray Epps. And he talks about how the whole Ray Epps team and all the people that we don't know who they are. They haven't been arrested. Watch Commander up on this big tower who is, who is telling people, move forward, move forward, go in, go in, just like Ray Epps. All these people. And, and because Trump Trump's speech was late, there are pictures of them just sitting there on the fence. And then when the crowd comes around the corner, they all jump up and tear down the fence. They're waiting and waiting and waiting for the... And so when I read all this thing and, and, and all the details, I said, this is what we do in foreign countries. Yep. This is th- that's when it first hit me between the eyes. And like I say, I don't I don't naturally run to these things. I'm skeptical. But that's when it hit me between the eyes. It's like this is CIA. Yep. This is not the FBI. Nope. I mean, the, you know, the FBI couldn't find. Uh, I don't know. They, they what you know, anybody, any number of people. Have you seen some of the interviews with these ex-CIA members who literally like sound just like Don Lemon on MSNBC or one of these other like Cuomo's? I mean, I, I, I caught some different times and these people are it's it's programming. I, I'm listening to these CIA operatives who ex-CIA operatives. Oh, you know, Trump's a, a this and that. And they can't help but just talk the talking points. And it tells me that. If you're willing to be that bias and, and that vitriol, that how are you going to separate yourself and your job from doing what is good for the country as opposed to your political party? I, I've heard a little bit. I have not seen them. That that would be that would be that would be good. I mean, I, I, I mean, do you know, like Peter Strzok, 
is suing Trump for defamation. Really? I mean, he should be, he should be, in, 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 you know, Peter Strzok should be at Gitmo or Sing Sing. Yeah. Um, and, and um, I, I, these people ha just have no shame. That's why when, uh, you know, people, I, I have trouble when people say it's the, it's the political leadership. It's not the, um, the rank and file. I said, I don't see how um, these people could come up to the top of the FBI unless the entire culture yeah. was, it was accepting of that. Yeah. And, and I know that we were, you know, my explanation is that there are a lot of institutions that we used to respect, but they have to hire people. Right. And they're hiring, hiring it from this woke generation, which are all about their feelings and they've all been indoctrinated by schools. So who can the FBI hire who would be like 50 years ago? So that's my explanation of why these institutions that we used to respect were finding with shock that they're, that they're, they're atrocious in so many ways. Right. So, so anyway, did I, um, um, oh, let me talk, talk to you a little bit about, okay. about the Colorado case there. And like I said, I hope that, that Trump's lawyers get a hold of Professor Michael McConnell at Stanford, and we're trying to make that happen. Um, he would be a, like I say, he's, he would be a great witness, a great uh, briefer, but he's not going to like, he's not like an activist who's looking to get up every morning and go change the world. Right. Um, someone would have to ask him and hire him. But, but the thing is, is it, so what happened where Trennis Evans got involved here is that, again, let, let me back up because the legislative branch is different from the executive branch. Right. So everybody says it was, it was Trump's job to protect the Capitol. Actually, no, it's not. Um, the, cap the, the legislative branch can't be dependent upon the executive branch. That's why they created the U.S. Capitol Police by statute and gave them authority to interface with that, to call on the National Guard, to call on other people, and things like that. And, and so <clears throat> it, it is Nancy Pelosi's responsibility, not Donald Trump's. Um, nevertheless, Donald Trump you know, warned, you know, brought up beforehand that this was going to be unruly. Um, so, I mean, he probably wanted it to be unruly, but he wanted, he wanted the national guard to keep it in, in line, to keep it, you know, coloring within the lines. So, and so anyway, so, um, what they argued in the Colorado trial, uh, mainly by this group called, um, uh, crew, um, citizens for responsibility and, and for, for responsibility and ethics in Washington crew which is a really, you know, well, there's so many really evil leftist groups. Um, I don't know where they get all their money. It's, it's, it's really scary. So they argued that. Um, they, they get it from us. I think that our CIA has been play, paying all these people to do things to us. I think Antifa was a complete psyop, and so was Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter got $84 billion, and most of it from BlackRock. People don't realize, I think a lot of this is meant to do to destabilize because it creates a currency flow. You get money flowing back into different parts of the segments because, and did you know this, <clears throat> guys, they have, and I'm not going to say one way or the other, but they know if they drop a million dollars in one neighborhood, that money is back into their hands, meaning the government's control within 48 hours, and they know other areas that they drop a million dollars in those areas, it will take up to two years for that to get back into government control. <laughs> So, guys, they know how to manipulate us even through banking and, and all those things. That little bit of money they gave us during COVID or whatever that crap was, 
They knew where the money was going to flow. They already knew it was going to come right back to them. And that's the sad part of it is we got, we've been manipulated by these people so easily. Anyway, I've gotten on a diatribe on that, but sorry. <laughs> it's just the, well, and, and people, again, I, I wonder about the people who may not, who may find this hard to believe because, you know, my, my mother was in Eagle Forum back to the 70s. And conservatives, and I don't know, you know, exactly where you put, put yourself, but, but, but I'll just talk about, you know, conservative, you know, the conservatives have been saying all these things for decades. And everybody was like, oh, that'll never happen. You're just being, you know, o- over the top or, you know, that, that, that you're, you're just being a little too uh, unrealistic. Um, but all these things were, we were warned about. And, um, and so I, you know, I, I, I don't know where, you know, how, I just don't know where all this money is coming from, but I think you're, I think you're right. Oh, but the thing is, is that what I was going to say is, is that because we've allowed them to get away with this for so long mm-hmm. that they've, like you say, they've been able to practice and practice and practice and learn and, and, and figure out exactly how to do it um, because we were sleeping and, and going about our lives. Um, so, I mean, we came off World War II. I'm not a big historian expert, but we came off from World War II. I wasn't even alive, but my understanding is that, you know, the belief that the United States government, you know, was wonderful and it was on our side and we could trust it. We could just go about having our picket fence and our and our dog and our kids and we didn't have to worry about it because we could trust the US government. Right. You know, that that I think was the attitude. Nobody watched them, nobody paid attention. And, and, you know, Lord Acton says that, ap- that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe it wasn't wrong when we felt that way, but, but when nobody was watching for so long, they became this, this, this evil. So anyway, so in here, here's the line of arguing is, I know I'm watching the clock a little bit here is that in Colorado, what they said was, is that Trump called all these people to come to Washington, which he did. And, um, you know, but but even even then he said he, he said things about you know wanting to know the truth, all, all the, the, these sorts of things, and so they came here and he said then he sent them to um, Capitol Hill, which is not true. I you know in, in Washington D.C. I saw that first of all, do pe- people they've not been honest about the fact that the U.S. Capitol Police issued six permits for the U.S. Capitol grounds on January sixth. You know, there, there were not one, but six different permits uh, for people to demonstrate on the Capitol grounds. Just not at the building, of course, but right. when you got there, there was nowhere way to know where to go. There was no, like, you know, little post or something saying, here's Area 7 or well, wait, things like let me, that. Let me point this out to you. Hey, in front of Trump, wasn't there a divisible fence there that they didn't want you to go near him during that speech? Wasn't yes. there a divisible guards and gates up where you couldn't walk because the the cops had those roads blocked off on for walking traffic? I mean, yes. if there was a okay, this is a mat, and this is one other thing I'll do here for you. Eight billion unique trackable lottery tickets are issued by our government for a hundred and four drawings every single year called the lottery. And those tracking, they're able to track within seconds of the last ball dropping. They know who won it. They have a picture of them. They know what credit card they use. They know their address and their full background before the person even knows that they're a billionaire. And yet, we can't find a fence around the Capitol building. We can't count 150 million ballots for election services every two years. I mean, really, are we? It's a matter of will. It's a matter of will. By the way, here's another thing. I built. 
the exact, I designed, trained, and built the military for the exact security systems in that Capitol building. And if you want me to believe that the most secure building on earth can be broken into with a plastic flagpole after I spent 17 years of my life designing those very systems, that my entire existence, my entire career was a falsity. It was fake. It was non-existent. I did something that was stupid because all you need is China. All you need is Iran. Come up with a plastic flagpole and you can walk into our Capitol building. Is that what you're telling me? That's, that's what my existence was? No. And another thing, too, I want people to, I want this is another thing. I'm going to keep saying this, too. Someone needs to pay, pull the payroll for that week, that weekend, because that had to be overtime approved. It was a Saturday. And by the way, it was also for one of their holidays, so it would have to have been special double time because it was a holiday. So my problem is, is that someone needs to pull the payroll of every government and contractor government for that weekend. The but subcontractor but you know and, and the government, every single one of them, you could do a payroll request for all of them and find out who was getting paid for that Saturday, and you'll find out who was there. But, you know, these are all fabulous ideas, but you have to understand that the attorney a lot asked for this information, and the, the, the government either ignores it right. or the judge doesn't approve it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, mean, I know. Which then, then it's our job to redress our grievances with our government. <sighs> anyway, I, here we are. So I, I know, man. You, hey, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, how can we find you or uh, can't get in touch with you? I, I guess we should have done a. Well, I'm working right now. I would I would send you send you to Condemned USA, which is Trennis Evans's okay. organization. I'm doing a lot of work through them, a lot of amicus briefs, trying to change venue, get this out of D.C. Um, and um, you know, I've also worked with the John Pierce Law Firm and things like that. But you know, right now I'm uh, I, I've, I've left D.C. for a while. I'm actually get out of the blast zone. Um, and, um, for when they, so, so that would be one, one way I'm on Facebook, of course, you know, Jonathan Mosley. Um, but I don't have, I'm not so much organized as I am helping other people at this point. I understand. All right. Well, John, it's been fantastic talking to you. I like your spirits. Keep up the good work. Trinus Evans is a good friend of mine as well. If you happen to see him, say hi for me. Uh, we were talking and, uh, we were both speaking at an event in Nashville a couple weeks ago. So Good guy, good to speak with, good you know, good stuff. So thank you for what you're doing out there, man. And uh, keep it between the ditches, I guess, for now until they till they catch you, right? So all right. exactly. All right, man. All right. good. We'll see you. Thank you. Right. God bless you. Bye bye. All right, well, guys, this is the fight. This is the battle. Uh, what do you want to call it? The final countdown. I don't think that's exactly right, and I know that was completely out of key. Um, <clears throat> by the way, guys. Listen, this is the real fight, okay? This is what we're up against. Also, remember, guys, MyDailyNaturals.com, MyDailyNaturals.com. All the shipments did go out this week for anybody who has ordered. We do apologize. The FDA is not our friend. They are your enemy. Uh, this was already stuff that was we didn't, you know, we're not going out and creating some weird stuff, right? This is actually for you guys. So MyDailyNaturals.com, MyDailyNaturals.com is the website. Go over there, get your basic cell function package right away. Put in coupon code PRICE, and that way you guys get the discount and get that going over there. So put in coupon code PRICE when you order. Order it for your family, guys. That's another thing, too. 
If you know a grandma, you know an aunt who's got hyperthyroidism, hypothyroidism, they've got uh, issues with hormone imbalance, they're uh, going through menopause, uh, they're going through the change, uh, they're getting ready to have kids or they are actually having kids. Uh, even your grandchildren should be on this. Absolutely, they should be on this, My Daily Naturals, for your kids. Now, we're going to be bringing out stuff here in the very beginning of the year that you're going to really like. This is going to be exciting. We're going to be bringing in gut health. We're going to bring in some uh, weight management, not weight loss but weight management and then we're also going to be doing some fertility packages so those people out there still wanting to have babies and want to do it right make sure that you don't get the bang for the buck you know while you're practicing for the big game uh, get in there so we're going to have those things coming out for you guys so you're going to have packages that are going to do things for you and a very specific pattern not just you go out there and go, oh I need some milk thistle or I need some so we're going to get this break this down for you get those out there for you and guys by the way Get this done and get the My Daily Naturals the basic cell function package. So you get that uh, Dutch test for 100 bucks off. Get that $100 off after six months. So we find out how to balance you and how to make you a better you, guys. Thank you so much for what you guys are doing out there. Now, tomorrow is Chris, or the, uh, the last day before Christmas, so I'm going to do a little bit of talking about Christmas and, and what it means and those kind of things and the, what this time of year really means and not so much the commercial red suited guy and all the other good stuff. So tomorrow will be a special show. I hope to see you guys do a lot of engaging. Please invite your friends to be a part tomorrow. Any questions or comments or those kind of things, we're going to talk it out. So, guys, thank you for everything you guys are doing out there. Remember, MyDailyNaturals.com. Remember the tip or you do for your neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government. The more you do for them, the less they have to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. There will be a far, far better place. Remember, hold the line. Remember... Remember, hold the line, hold fast, do not give up, do not give in, we will win. I promise I'll make promise I can't keep, guys, you've always been the answer. Remember, the Constitution limits the government, but never limits you. You're always the answer. Never give away your strength, your power to anybody. They do not deserve it. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, any questions or comments, get a hold of me. You know the you know the code, thejimpriceshow.com. Uh, that's where you're going to find me at, and we're going to be doing some special things here at the beginning of the year. I got a lot of exciting things, and yes, I do remember your prayers you guys gave me, and remember to continue praying. Uh, had a great meeting today, and looks like things are going to be a little bit better going into the new year, so we'll see how that, all that works. So, guys, thank you for being a part of the Jim Price Show. Come back for tomorrow for my Christmas special, and we'll see what's going on. Ho, ho, ho. I'm Jim Price, the Jim Price Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.